ocean All I know is the world looks beautiful The world looks so damn beautiful and I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about how I felt that day Hello, welcome to You Are Being Unreasonable, the podcast about people being unreasonable on mumsnet.com. With me, Hells. And me, Simon. I can see you've made yourself a little cosy nook in the spare room today. Yeah, I have. I've made a nest. I've made a cocoon. Just before recording, you said, apropos of nothing, that some people record podcasts in blanket forts. They do. Not us, though. You're very business-minded about this, and we are recording at a desk. Like Ira Glass. Mayo and Kermode. Yeah, do they record in blanket forts? I'm almost certain they do. Well then, if anything, it seems less profesh that we're using a desk <laughs> rather than a blanket fort. On all levels, this is the worst. Jeez. <laughs> this is Jeez, the Louise. worst thing about 2020. It's a good cosy nook, though. It's got a big pile of pillows, like yeah. the elephant man. Rude. He <laughs> <laughs> did have a big pile of pillows. What we really need is more pillows so that those pillows can be part of a permanent nook for reading rather than having to cart them back and forward to the bed. A perma-nook? A perma-nook. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's our, our room. We can do what we like. Yeah, we own it. We own all the things in it. We just don't own as many pillows as I would like because I would like to own every pillow. <laughs> but you can't own every pillow. Mm. Some pillows need to be free. That's uh, Christmas shopping done for hell. <laughs> Good luck buying every pillow, my friend. www.pillows.com <laughs> Every dot pillow. Bulk order, ten pillows. Click, done. Doesn't sound like every pillow to me, it sounds like ten pillows. We could make this, the the spare room, the pillow room, and just literally fill it with pillows, like a ball pit, but with pillows. A very long time ago, I was on holiday with like 30 friends and we found a room that was just full of duvets and somehow we ended up doing a would you rather have a room full of duvets or a room full of baby seals? A lot of people chose baby seals, but that sounds really high maintenance. Yes, you have to feed those baby seals. That's also a room full of baby seal poo. Yeah, and it's not very kind to baby seals to pack them into a room that tightly, is it? Yeah, unless it's a wet room. That's, That's... That's a bad room for baby seals. It's captivity. You can't keep them in captivity in a blanket fort. Let's do some (laughs) speed round. Am I being unreasonable? First date, not fun. If it's not fun, go home. Am I being unreasonable or are my work? Uh, Probably work. Workplaces suck. Working sucks. Am I being unreasonable to turn down this gift from my in-laws? No, no. Gotta turn it down. It was a room full of baby seals. It was inappropriate. And one more. Am I being unreasonable? Why does my son hate me? My son hates me. <laughs> Discover my one simple trick. <laughs> yes. My one simple trick to putting my son in the baby seal room. <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> oh dear. Let's do a thread, shall we? Am I being unreasonable? Teacher gave nephew a bag of kale. Am I being unreasonable to think this is strange? was speaking to my nephew last night and he proudly showed me a bag of kale his teacher had given him. He's at secondary school and apparently it was a prize for winning the tutor competition. He picked a prize out of a hat and ended up with the gag prize. Honestly, not making this up. Am I being unreasonable to think it's a bit weird? Very cute that he proudly showed up this bag of kale. Secondary school aged child. (laughs) Very cute. 
He's 15. Yeah. He's 28. Didn't take in the bit about him being 15. Um, He's not 15, necessarily. He's secondary school age. It was cute when it was a little boy with a bag of kale as big as him. (laughs) I want to see the hat this bag of kale came out of. That must have been a hefty hat. (laughs) (laughs) It's the teacher, JK, from Jamiroquai. I wish I'd been given a bag of kale at school. Could have sent me on a different path. Yeah, just yesterday. Kale. Just yesterday, I said, "I'm going to have some kale with this. Do you want any?" And you said, "No." Well, I think that's because kale is the gag prize. Kale's life's gag prize. <laughs> <laughs> and this teacher knew that, and I knew that yesterday. <laughs> you delved so, into that hat, and you found something better. Well, I had the booby prize of kale. Yeah. No, no, no. Kale is the gag prize. Kale is one of my favourite foods. Well, you'd be happy with this little boy's kale. <laughs> this 15-year-old boy's kale. <laughs> this teenager's kale. I couldn't, I couldn't fight a 15-year-old for a bag of kale. I had teenagers, you know, doing well with that bag of kale, because you can trade that for some ketamine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got a bag of K here to swap for a bag of K. Yeah, it's now Tory policy that you can swap kale <laughs> for ketamine. The exactly. kale for ketamine initiative, they call it. <laughs> it's like hug a hoodie, only more confusing. Yeah. I want to know what the tutor competition was. It's a competition to be the best tutor. Oh. So the kids take turns teaching the class and the teacher does nothing except buy kale. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, this sounds like Put some... It in his big hat. This sounds like some other Tory initiative. Tutor the tutor. Yeah, tutor the tutor so you don't have to pay teachers and then you can slander them by saying that all they do is buy kale anyway. And then you can say that the kale is somehow the EU's fault. And that teachers are playing into Michelle Barnier's hands. Yeah, exactly. If uh, we, we sack the teachers, the teenagers teach themselves and are paid in kale, what a world. I know. I mean, I don't know how that's going to help the economy in the long run Shrink when there's the all this kale sector. in circulation. <laughs> so much kale in circulation and so little actual currency. Eat kale to keep hail. What is hail? You know, healthy. H-A-L-E. Like hail and pace. If you like. I just don't understand what the policy is. Eat kale to keep healthy. Hail. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. It was a gag prize. His teacher sounds funny and trying to inspire her students. Why do you assume the teacher's a woman? Um, why would that inspire students? And that's not what funny means. Mm. Nothing about this is good. Men can be teachers too now. Men can give little boys bags of kale. That doesn't make them paedophiles. Exactly. You have to look out for men in vans giving out sweets. Nothing about kale. (laughs) Kale's cool. Yeah, someone pulled up in a van and said, hey, you want to come and see a bag of kale? Would you go? Mm, No, because like I say, kale is nature's gag prize. I really like kale. Well, you'd get into the van. (laughs) You'd be sold up. Oh no, Helsa's been kidnapped. The problem is she's quite sure and with a mask on she could be a child and someone asked her to come and see some kale. <laughs> Why are you wearing a mask? Like, because of Covid. Oh, not... good, good. I'm not wearing like, a like mask a, of a child's face. Like a Venetian masquerade ball mask. <laughs> but just of a child. <laughs> <laughs> a photo of a child. Yeah, just... Mm. A photo of a child's face on a stick, one of those masks on a stick. Yeah, a famous child. Like a royal child. Okay, not like a famous child from the past, like Macaulay Culkin. Mara Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Macaulay Culkin, but as he looks now. Didn't he have a ma- He had a mask that was his own face. 
Yeah, and it, wasn't it the wrong size? <laughs> yeah, it looked slightly too big, like yeah. the mouth of Sauron in the Lord of the Rings Return of the King Extended Edition. Oh, you said that very quickly. It was a very specific reference. I never had to get out of the way, really. It's just <laughs> taking up time that people don't have time for in the podcast. <laughs> Why don't they have time? It's a podcast. <laughs> like, podcasts are background noise. People you are do... skipping 30 seconds when I'm making these niche references. Oh. Hitting that skip button. They're already listening to it on two times speed. <laughs> yeah. Like those chipmunk remixes of things that you used to get a lot in the noughties. Mm-hmm. Now, two times speed and oh, Simon's making a niche reference to the Lord of the Rings Return of the King Extended Edition. Yeah. Forward 15 seconds. Someone samples us talking really quickly and high-pitched about nugs and then it's like an R&B track in between. <laughs> yeah. Let's lay down some beats just for the background. Well, no, because they'll speed us up so nugs. it doesn't make any... Nugs. Nugs. Okay, can you then release that at two times speed as a trailer for this week's episode? <laughs> Nugs, 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 nugs. Someone has said, I don't understand what you would be reporting. I didn't. Did the OP say they were going to report the teacher? No, they never said they. No, they, they've, people they've were read just into it. Just reading read between the lines. Yeah. On mums that they just assume, well, this is where you talk about things you're intending to report. <laughs> <laughs> this is the board for reporting things, reporting crimes. You're being unreasonable to think it's strange. I don't know why you're even giving it any thought. Now, come on. None of us have got enough to occupy our minds at the moment. The last seven months have been very long. We all have to think about other people's kale. It's all we've got. Mm. If you're still listening at this point after we've been talking about someone else's kale, you've got to be on board with this. All we've got (laughs) is talking about other people's kale. You're on board with the kale. Yeah, you're part of the kale crew. Uh, The OP's come back and said, I'm not reporting anything. I just wondered... And then someone else said, it was a joke, lighten up. Which Well, the reporting, you, but what? No, bad. Anytime someone says, it was a joke, lighten up, it suggests to me that they themselves should also consider lightening up. Yeah, it suggests that maybe it wasn't a joke. You were just hiding your feelings with irony. Yeah. Well, the OP has said it seems surreal, which it doesn't. It's I don't think you know what prize. surreal is. It's a gag. What, what, what would you, OP, have picked as a gag prize? Well, the OP probably wouldn't have put a gag prize in there, because the OP doesn't approve of gags. The OP wants to report humour. <laughs> yeah, it's a joke. The teenagers get it. They're on TikTok right now laughing about this kale. Yeah, it's one of the big TikTok trends. Yeah. And um, someone has said the teacher sounds like a good laugh, which again, that's a stretch, isn't it? It's a joke prize, but it's not that funny. Yeah. Jokes in high school don't have to be that funny. No. They're kids. They've got undeveloped senses of humour. Yeah, and you just have to do enough jokes for them to think you're one of the cool teachers. Yeah. And that's, like, a really low bar. Teachers, you know, no. Yeah. Should we do another thread? Mm Mm-hmm. Am I being unreasonable to think fussy people ordering coffee should always be in a separate queue? Drives me mad. I just want to buy a sandwich, and in front of me, someone's ordering four coffees with very exacting requirements. Yeah, you should have the, the fussy queue and the regular queue. Why? And if you get to the fussy queue, you get to the front of the regular queue and you ask for an extra packet of sugar, you're hauling ass back to the back of the fussy queue. Get back! Get back in the fussy queue! (laughs) That's not a regular order. Get back! What is this voice you're saying, get back in? Get back! I don't understand what's... Back to the end of the fussy queue. I was waiting to buy a coffee at the little cafe in the park next to our flat the other day. And what did you order? An oat latte. Back in the fussy queue. I was also buying you a vanilla latte. Fussy queue. Super fussy queue. If they'd just been two dairy lattes with no syrup, would I be allowed to be in the real queue? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
If you can point to its picture on a simple picture board, <laughs> <laughs> that's allowed. So it's got like latte, americano, whatever. Why? <laughs> no, I Because we got a regular queue and the fussy queue. Anyway, I was in the queue and somebody had to step out of the queue to go to a little serving hatch because they didn't have a mask with them. Um, and then this woman came along and very loudly said, look, there's a second queue and there's only one person in it. And everyone in the queue that I was in just started really passive aggressively saying, that's not actually a queue. And this woman just stood there like, oh, we'll see about that. And no oh. one served her, but she just militantly stood there as three <laughs> more people got served. <laughs> she seemed to think if she just stood behind someone who then left and then she was just standing there. This must be the regular queue. <laughs> Like, what? You can't just stand somewhere and declare that there's a shorter queue because no one else is in that queue. Especially if everyone says, no, that's not a queue. No, you can't just, like, I wouldn't stand in front of the freezers at the supermarket and be like, oh, there's no one in the queue for this till. No, ma'am, that's not a till. That's a bag of oven chips. (laughs) Like, nonsense. It sounds to me like the OP herself, though, would be in the fussy queue for trying to get a sandwich at a coffee shop. Well, quite. Get in the fussy queue. It does seem ridiculous to me that I can only assume this is a coffee shop and the OP is annoyed that people are trying to buy coffee. Yeah, my dude, if you want a non-fussy sandwich experience... Go to Greg's. Get yourself... Not even in Greg's. Get yourself to Tesco. Yeah, get yourself a meal deal. Yeah, pre-packaged sandwich. You can get one of those cheese and onion sandwiches where the cheese and onion is both a paste but also more solid than cheese itself. (laughs) You know what I mean? And, like, the bread has been refrigerated so it's moist but also dry. Man, I miss going to supermarkets for lunch. Yeah. Yeah, now I just have these... <laughs> these Schrodinger fresh, sandwiches. These fresh sandwiches at home. I never used to have sandwiches for lunch when I was going out to work, and I always found it odd that you did, but I think that's because I'd forgotten what it's like to have a sandwich that you've made yourself using ingredients that you want. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, you get that, and then you get a packet of crisps. You could get some Monster Munch, perhaps, or... Some sort of diet crisp, baked, not fried. If you're having crisps, just own it. Enjoy them. These sound like fussy crisps. And Into the fussy queue. And a little can of water, because now water comes in cans because of the planet. And water should just be free. <laughs> you shouldn't be buying water in any way. It should just be free and available. This is all going in the fussy queue. Yeah, I mean... Unless you're getting a ham sandwich, a Kit Kat, some ready-salted walkers, anything else... You're in the fussy queue. Okay, so you can only go in the main queue if you're buying ham. So that's Mm -hmm. anti-Semitic and Islamophobic (laughs) to begin with. And then we can move on to all the other things it is. Get in the fussy queue. Simon's special queue for bigots. The bigot queue, where you're just buying ham sandwiches. And then the other queue for others. People who you have othered. Keeping Britain simple. Mm. Meat and two veg. Very exacting. I want to know the exacting requirements of these coffees. What what is so complex about these coffees that it's a thing? I can't understand how this could possibly be such a drama. If a place sells various types of coffees, the likelihood is the staff know how to make them and it won't take that much longer at all. Yes, I would say chill out. Just just wait in the regular queue. Um, you don't have to go there. Like you say, you can go to Tesco. Apparently not, though. Someone has said, like, where was this? No, it was a, na- a National Trust cafe type place. Rather than a coffee shop. But a National Trust Cafe sounds rather like a coffee shop to me. It sounds like a coffee shop. It sounds like it'll be busy too, because it's the only place for miles around. Yeah, you can't go to Tesco. Yeah, suck it up and wait. 
I'm sure it makes them feel superior to order the most intricate sounding coffee they can think of. I don't think... I think I you're think really anyone, overthinking this. I think people just like coffee. When I order an oat latte, I hope no one around me thinks that I've done it to somehow get one over on them. <laughs> like, I just, I just want an oat latte. I like an oat latte, please. I say, I'll have a vanilla latte, please. And then I make a super silliest look at the rest of the group, <laughs> waiting for them to applaud. <laughs> That's what I should have done to that woman who started that second queue. I'm having an oat latte. And at home, I have a husband and he is having a vanilla latte. And everybody clapped. (laughs) I don't think people do any of this stuff to try and impress you. I think you think everyone cares about you far more than they do. Someone has said... Yeah, you're not Fraser going into the coffee house. You're not inexplicably... In a busy coffee house where you don't have to wait and the camera follows you. <laughs> and there's always a free table for you and your brother. <laughs> you are not the protagonist of real life. Then the OP said that they're not sure how to order a coffee in a cafe. They said, can I even just say a coffee, please, and get a coffee? Not really. No, that's like when people in sitcoms and soap operas go up to the bar and they're like, I'll have a pint and a gin. Like, what? No. Beer me. What kind of beer? What are you on about? Yeah. If you went up to the bar, well, I mean, most places won't serve you at the bar now, but if you tried to order just a pint and you didn't even specify what that was, they would say, this is unhelpful, this brief is too open. You need to narrow down the brief, you're wasting time, because now we're having to ask further questions. Yeah, your idea of the norm when you say a coffee, you need to explain what your idea of the norm is yeah. to other people, because people don't share your, your ideals. You yeah. need to look beyond yourself. Interestingly, OP, you're not the centre of the universe. People are ordering coffee because they want coffee and they're not doing it to impress you and they don't care that you think a coffee means a specific thing. Someone has said ditto in bars for people ordering cocktails. I just want a beer which will take seconds to pour and I'll have to wait for the barman and usually it is a man. takes half an hour to pimp up the cocktail of the person in front of me. Sounds like you're going to a cocktail bar. Yeah, it really does. It is a bit annoying when you're at like a pub and the pub has got a menu of cursory cocktails and then there's three people in front of you and they all one by one order cocktails. That's a little bit annoying because that does take longer than if they'd ordered them all together. Mm. But at the same time, you're just at the pub. What could you possibly be in a hurry to do at the (laughs) pub? Like, yeah, it'd be nice to get back to the table and have a chat with your friends, but, you know, it's yeah, fine. It's irrelevant under these COVID times anyway. Well, yeah, because you just sit at your little table and you use an app and then it's not your concern who's doing what because a drink can just appear. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> it's just going back to talk to Simon some more. Like I've been so, doing all yeah, day, every day frankly, for seven I'll months. I'll take the time at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Miss, you can't wait at the bar. No, no, it's fine. I'll wait. No, you can't. I will wait. <laughs> I'm in the background waving. Someone has said, why can't I order a white coffee, no sugar, without a bloody menu? Oh, white coffee, no sugar? That sounds a bit fancy to me. You can order a white coffee, no sugar. You just say white coffee, no sugar. But you need to accept that you're getting in the fancy queue. And then someone has said, we used to shorten this further to a Julie Andrews, a white nun. That's not shortening it. That's really unhelpful. If I was in a coffee shop and the person in front of me was like, I'll have a Julie Andrews. Imagine how much explaining is going into that when I'm like, I just wanted an oat latte. Yeah, I'd say we don't do cocktails here. <laughs> so Julie Andrews just sounds like a cocktail. Yeah. 
Oh, um, and then someone has said, my dad in Starbucks 10 years ago said, I want a cup of coffee and no questions. All these people think they're so fucking salt of the earth, don't they? When they're actually just holding up the queue further than the people they're complaining about who recognise the system and the environment for what it is. Rude. If you just want a cup of coffee that you've made to your specifications, stay at home. Just saying, I want whatever. I want doesn't please or get. thank you. Yeah, is rude in and of itself. Oh, it drives me wild when people ask for stuff and don't say please. Absolutely wild. Oh, it's so rude. And like, people think they've said it in a nice tone, but believe me, especially if you're a man, you haven't. So just say please. <laughs> Let's move on. Am I being unreasonable? Broken chair. Am I being unreasonable to take them to court? In 2007, I bought a very expensive recliner chair that came with a 15-year manufacturer's warranty, expiring in 2022. This year, the two springs supporting the underside snapped. I contacted the company, who told me they don't make those kind of springs anymore, and I should look on eBay to try and find some second-hand ones, and get a local repairman to fix it. Am I being unreasonable to expect the uh, manufacturer is responsible for doing this, and not me? The warranty states, All frame parts and springs have a limited warranty against defects in material and uh, workmanship, for 15 years from date of delivery, and that reasonable repair or replacement of defective limited warranty parts will be made within 90 days at no cost to you. I'm not sure what my consumer rights are here. Is it worth taking them to the small claims court? I'm in England. Good to specify that they're in England. I'm going to end all of my messages like that from now on. All my tweets, all my WhatsApps, all my work documents, my handover notes, all to say, I'm in England. Brackets, I'm in England. I think if I ended all my tweets with I'm in England, it wouldn't take me long to absolutely hemorrhage followers, and I've hardly got any to begin with. I'm in little English flag emoji. Oh, no. I would say like 30% of the tweets that I get in response to things I tweet is just people saying, why do you still live in England though? Come on. (laughs) Why do you hate yourself? I don't know. We (laughs) don't don't know. We don't don't know. know. (laughs) Every day I go on right move and search... Glasgow, and then sigh (laughs) wistfully. One day. So in 2007, this person bought a chair. This English person bought a chair in 2007, and now they want to go to court because the springs broke. I mean, the manufacturer did warranty it. Until 2022. Mm. I don't think it's what... I wouldn't bother, but I do think they have a point. The worst person you know just made a good point. (laughs) I think they have a point. Like, a 15-year warranty, and if they say they'll replace it, then they should have kept replacement parts for 15 years. I can't entirely see that, but at the same time, I hate this poster. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> conflicting. Mm. See, I hate companies more, I think. So I'm on the side of the little person, which unfortunately in this case might be a twat. Yeah, I mean, they do seem they do seem little. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem like the bigger person for sure. Um I guess, yeah, you have done the right thing and you've kept sight of who the real enemy is. Yeah, the real enemy is the companies. Yeah. Like that company that sold me that dodgy filing cabinet. Yeah, okay, but that was that arrived dodgy. If it was 13 years from now, would you <laughs> I be... I stay in... mad. I stay mad for 15 years. <laughs> You're not me, darling. No. I bear grudges for 13 years. 2007, let me think who I've got a grudge against from 2007. Yeah, no, I, I, no. I even, think... even I don't have grudges from that long ago. I don't think I'd expect to keep furniture for 15 years. I think 15 years is a good innings. 
I'm curious as to why you haven't updated the aesthetic of your house in all that time. It sounds very drab. No, maybe I'm assuming a level of privilege here. Just because someone's a twat on mum's night doesn't mean they have the disposable income to be sorting out their chairs and replacing furniture. I'm being quite unfair there. I've mm. made a lot of assumptions. Mm. It is very different if like this is their comfortable piece of furniture and they do not have the means to fix it and they expected that that would be covered. Yeah, okay, I've come round to the worst person you know just made a good point. <laughs> Fair enough. I've checked my privilege, and even though I think this person is ridiculous, there are circumstances in which I understand. Yeah, this is Martin in Fraser again, back to Fraser. This is Martin in Fraser again with his recliner, which one is his one link to his independence and his past before he came to meet, live with his very fussy son. Yeah, I couldn't his live like that. very fussy son. I could not live like that. <laughs> Big apartment, though. Yeah, I mean, and that level of fussiness, you'd probably like me to be able to live like that. <laughs> <laughs> For a DJ as well. Big apartment for a DJ who only works a couple of hours a day. Yeah, but also a, a qualified doctor. Mm, it's not like he did any doctor in there. He did a bit before he became a DJ. Yeah. A radio DJ as well. like A local radio DJ. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, not a club DJ where it's the gig economy and that's different. Especially now. I mean, if he was a club DJ, he would not be working at the moment. The reboot of Fraser where he has to be a club DJ. <laughs> but he's still he doing his show. to live show. with his father. <laughs> It's the same the same stuff that he's doing, but he just does it at a nightclub. <laughs> it's just people off their face on kale dancing. I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. Drop the beat. Drop that beat, Doctor. I can't imagine being organised enough or details focused enough to keep hold of a warranty and then go looking for that information. Me and this person are just very different, I think. That's all it comes down to. I thought this was a really silly post, but now I think it says more about me than it does about the OP. Yeah, I think they have a point, but I would also let it go. It's been 15 years. Well, it's not been 15 years. It's been 13 years. Yeah. And you've got your you've got your money out of the uh, recliner. Yeah. Give it up. So, should we hear from the thread? The warranty states that it arises out of defect. How have you evidenced it was defective and not general wear and tear after 13 years of use? That's a good point. How good have point. you evidenced it? The mum's net lawyers are on the case. Oh, yeah. Picking it apart. So someone has said, I would interpret all frame parts and springs have a limited warranty against defects in material and workmanship for 15 years from date of delivery to mean that the parts have an expected lifespan of 15 years with normal wear and tear. It would be meaningless to offer a guarantee for defects that lasts 15 years if the guaranteed components are expected to break from wear and tear before that time. Mm. It will be difficult and expensive to prove the fault was due to a defect rather than you having used the chairs in a way that isn't normal wear and tear though. I would ask them to pay for the cost of buying springs and repair. If you can't source the springs, you could try asking for two fifteenths of the retail price <laughs> for an equivalent chair. It's probably not worth fighting if they refuse, though. It's not worth fighting. But by the time you've done that much fighting, then I would feel like maybe, maybe you do just have to see it out. Maybe you have to go to their doorstep. You have to start this fight in person. You have to wave a sword around. Like, by the time you've got as far as all of this, if they then refuse, why have you wasted all that energy? Yeah, all you, or nothing. You bought a sword, which in itself could not have been inexpensive. Yeah, and then what's the warranty on that? And what if that breaks? You're making banners, and the time cost in making banners is quite heavy. Yeah. 
It was a very expensive chair, the type that used to last people a lifetime, made by a major international corporation. My dad still has his that was purchased in 1976. They made things to last back then, didn't they? What boring family! They <laughs> made things to last. Can you imagine that family having lunch? They haven't seen each other in months. How's that chair? Oh, how's your chair coming along? How's, uh, how's that chair treating you? Oh, yeah. We've, we've still got our chair from 1976. Oh, you should get on them about that warranty. Mm, yeah. I, I would take them to the small claims court. I can picture this family and I don't want to meet them. <laughs> they sound like the worst people. A major international corporation. Uh, the what, Walt Disney Corporation. Yeah, corporation is a really weird way to describe a chair company. <laughs> like, what are you on about? It sounds like you're sinking too much money into chairs. Yeah. And I know, certainly with, like, shoes, it's worth paying a little more for good ones. Yeah. But they're still going to wear out. So there's a there's a happy medium. Yeah, definitely. Between, like, a thousand pounds for a chair and, and, and a few hundred. I suppose we have an office chair that costs about 80 quid that is super comfy and I love it. And then we have another one that costs 27 quid and it's really noisy and it's less comfy. And I am thinking I might replace the 27 quid one with an 80 quid one. So the 27 quid one was a false economy. But mm. if anything happened to the one that was more expensive, I don't think I'd be that hit up about it. Again, there's a lot of privilege to this. But, you know, whatever. But that's because I think 80 quid is like a normal amount to spend on a chair. This person's probably spent thousands, but an 80 quid chair probably would have been just as comfortable. <laughs> just buy an 80 quid chair. That's a nice, it's a high-end chair for what it is but you don't need to invest any emotion into it. Yeah, you're investing too much emotion in your chairs is the problem here. I mean, it's great that you care so much about your bum, but grow up. Things don't last. Nothing lasts forever. Exactly. I think that's a lesson you've got to learn. Change is inevitable, and taking someone to the small claims court will not help with your deep-seated fear of change. The sun will die out. Every star in the sky will burn out in time. You've got to come to grips with that. There's no warranty for planet Earth. Am I being unreasonable to think that Bridget Jones is a terrible role model for women? I quite like the films. They are funny, but they do make me cringe. Bridget overhears Mark Darcy slagging her off, calling her a spinster, a terrible sexist word, then ends up obsessed with him. She has a perfectly lovely figure, but we're led to believe that she is fat as she permanently struggles to lose weight and become like her stick-insect love rivals. She's quite inept and bumbling, adorable but useless. That bloody song, all by myself. I know as women we can probably all relate to Bridget on some level, especially her insecurities, but bloody hell, we should not want to be like her. Am I missing the point here? Are the films and books sexist, or are they trying to highlight sexism? Either way, Bridget Jones is anti-feminist. It's a very current take on movies. A good topical post, isn't it? Yeah. It's not like people have been discussing this since the Bridget Jones movies came out 10, 15 years ago. As long as the chair. Yeah, I think they're older than the chair. Yeah, and like the chair, things do not last. Art does not last. It wasn't a defect, it's just wear and tear. Yeah, the the feminist message has suffered a lot of wear and tear because it's a kind of peak white feminism kind of message. Well, also, it is an adaptation of a Jane Austen book, isn't it? Yeah, basically. So... That was never going to hold up in the long run, <laughs> was it? Like, Jane Austen, great and everything, very much of her time, very much white feminism of its time. You know, I had the same thing when we went to see we went to see that new version of Little Women. And I was like, why don't these women have jobs? Okay, it's 2020. <laughs> Joe had a job. Why aren't they going out getting jobs? 
Not all the little women. Well, they were quite little as well. They were very little. <laughs> too little to work. <laughs> they really. were too, too little for the harsh realities of the workplace. <laughs> <laughs> like me. <laughs> I'm too little for the harsh realities of the workplace. Yeah, I don't understand why they didn't uh, go and get like apprenticeships. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Do an MVQ. Yeah. Also, at what point were we supposed to think that Bridget Jones was a role model? Why can't we just enjoy something for being enjoyable without assuming it's a role model thing? Yeah, you don't have to be Bridget Jones. Like, I'm sure she was a role model for not all women, all white women of a certain socioeconomic level uh, back in, what, the 90s? Yeah, the books were written in the 90s. I think the films came out a little after that. Yeah, so it's very good for... The kind of white women in the 90s who at the time were representative of all women. <laughs> but that's not the case anymore. Oh, don't let the mums that hear you say that because they'll say that you're erasing women. <laughs> <laughs> if you say there's more to life than Jess Phillips, they say that you're erasing women. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't even know if that's true, though. Like, it was, she was just a bumbling, fun character. I think even at the time. I don't know. I don't know why this person's so hit up about it. When they posted this, it was the 22nd of October, 2020. Well, Bridget Jones' baby seems to be on... I don't know, five star every weekend or whatever. I think we've seen the whole of Bridget Jones' baby in the 10 minute chunks. Yeah, I think we have. Where we laugh at it for a bit and then decide it's not worth it. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, someone has said, this isn't exactly new, OP. If you just discovered Bridget. um... Have you discovered Bridget? Have you let Bridget into your life? (laughs) Have you heard the good news about Bridget? But in the year 2000, feminism was a thing, even way back then. Yeah, but it was different feminism. It was worse feminism. Yeah, this this, this seems to expose a core tenet of Mumsnet, which is that feminism remains unchanged. Yeah, And completely. has not evolved since, uh, like, what, third wave, second wave feminism? I don't know. I don't engage with Mumsnet's approach to feminism because it's hateful. But whatever. We're, we're several waves past that by now. And then lots of people saying she was never supposed to be a role model. <laughs> She's like Natalie Portman. She didn't intend to be a role model. <laughs> I never said I was a role model. <laughs> I think we should all just calm down about Bridget Jones and watch the Natalie Portman rap. <laughs> yes, yes. Which is one of the finest pieces of SNL ever to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of the moments where they get it right. There are two of them. There's the Natalie Portman rap. And when uh, Jim Carrey was that fly on Mike Pence's head. Oh, no, I was going to go oh. with David Pumpkins. Yes, better. David S. <laughs> Pumpkins. <laughs> What? He's got a middle initial now? (laughs) Someone has now said the book came out at a time when women were talking about having it all and women's media was full of pieces about how women were incredible and could achieve everything they wanted. Bridget was supposed to be an antidote to that, giving women permission not to be perfect and have everything together. Yes, they're dated, but that was the point. Yes, we've moved past lean-in feminism now. Have we, though? I feel like that's still quite a big thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then someone said, did you know that Helen Fielding based the Mr. Darcy character on Keir Starmer? What? I need more information I about that. I thought she based the Mr. Darcy character on Mr. Darcy. Who <laughs> Jane Austen based on Keir Starmer. <laughs> Keir Starmer, the eternal one. <laughs> that explains why his views are so weird, because he's just been around forever. Yeah, he's been here forever, like Keanu Reeves. He was progressive at one point, but that point was several hundred years ago. Yeah, little women times. <laughs> he thought that Joe Marsh should have a job. <laughs> he thought that Beth doing that charity for the, the local people in need was very good and actually a better way to behave as a community than the government getting involved. This is quite the revelation. Though. Even though Beth died. Keir Starmer wanted Beth to die. 
This is quite the revelation, though. Is Mr. Darcy Hugh Grant or no. Colin Colin Firth? Firth. Hmm. The bit Hugh Grant's a... character's way too interesting to be Keir Starmer. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. No, Colin Firth, I guess. He seems a little bit cold in the only bit of Bridget Jones I've seen, which is like 10 minutes of Bridget Jones's baby. He's cold, he's stuffy, he's boring. Yeah, he's Keir Starmer. He is Keir. Big Keir. Big Keir. Everyone's just saying, what are you on about? Like, the whole thread is people saying, what are you on about? Yes, I, I, I'm, I'm no stranger to going back in time to do some cultural studies, but you've gone too far back and done cultural studies that was done at the time. Yeah, and then people talking about her weight, and again, I thought that was also because of the pressure on people to look a certain way, and it's not actually that they believe that she was obese, but obese is a horrible word. Um, That's a word from the thread. Who knows? Let's not get into what Mumsnet think about body image, though, because Mumsnet has two camps. One which is, if you're a size 8, then you're fat. And one which is, if you're a size 12, then you've been starving yourself. Yeah, I think we don't have to relitigate Bridget Jones is the takeaway message. Exactly. Shall we do one more speed round? Yeah. I'm being unreasonable, blanket freak. Yeah. You're a blanket freak. Blanket freak. You wanted freak. to do this in a blanket form. Blanket freak. Am I being unreasonable? Sharing photos of my baby with family. Yeah. No one wants to see that baby. <laughs> <laughs> Put the baby away. <laughs> Put the baby back in the room for the babies. <laughs> and am I being unreasonable? Greedy tradesmen or women. Yeah. Greedy tradesmen. Eating me out of house and home. <laughs> Can I get you a cup of tea? Oh, if you've got a roast, I'll have that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I thought this was more about, like, overcharging for work, but I love the idea that it's just them really taking a mile. Up as an inch, take a mile. We're just going to have a five-minute break, love. Could you do us up a quick roast? (laughs) Okay. Why would you agree? (laughs) (laughs) Because they're the only ones who can fix the plumbing. I don't have the expertise. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Um, <laughs> you got anything you want to plug? Yeah, I covered the London Film Festival for um, takeonecinema.net. So have a look at my reviews on there and the reviews of the rest of the team. It was a weird festival, but there were some good films coming out of it. Great. I had a poem up on Neurological Lit Mag, um, so go and look at that if you want. Uh, the formatting only works if you look at it on a PC. If you look at it on a phone, you'll have to go on desktop mode, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, that was nice of Neurological, thanks. Yeah, look at Hell's poem, it's great. Yeah, great. Follow us at @wayobeunreasonable on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Thank you, bye! Tell your fantastic, and I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think of how I felt that day, when I felt the way that I do right now, right now, right now.